find it interesting here that today in 2023, uh, five years ago or so, there was this uh, there was this onslaught, if you will, this this, this massive migration to video platforms for tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of amateur broadcasters who took up residence and began pontificating or proliferating or commentating or whatever the hell it was that they were doing on this, that, and the other. And people began to, to proclaim the end of radio yet again because, you know, the YouTube star was going to annihilate uh, what little remained uh, on satellite radio and uh, and AM radio because, uh, you know, every, every, everyone was going to go to YouTube. Everyone was going to you, boob. And was going to get everything that they needed that they formerly had gotten from radio people from these new people with the video and the, with the video stars. Well, here we are, five years after that serious migration, and many people throwing radios away and having radio burning parties and whatever. I'm exaggerating just a little bit. Here we are, five years removed, and I would say that the population of the video stars that were going to save the Catholic Christian world because of their video shows, has gone kaput. And, it's this ex and, and it happened exactly as your host said it was going to happen. And I, and I could say this because, number one, I knew some of these uh, guys. And number two, I know how this business kind of works. I know how this medium works. And I know human nature very well. They wouldn't pursue it. They wouldn't work at it as a craft that they loved. It's something that they wanted to be a part of, something that they wanted to be, have a slice of uh, in the history of it, if you will, something that they wished to work at and improve as they worked at it. They did it for the clicks, the likes, and the dollars. That will never produce a vocation, and it will never produce anything that lasts. And now they're almost all gone. Some of them have just just completely and totally disintegrated into shame. I won't mention any names. Into absolute shame. They are reviled figures now. And here we are still on our little crusade channel ticking away. Video did not kill the radio star. Video is not going to kill the radio star. But I appeal to you. I put it to you, Greg. Make a contribution today to our November crowdfunding. Shop in the store. Hop in the chat room. Make sure you stay and you give me a listen. I don't care if you listen or not. Just leave it on. Don't turn it off next hour. We're going to break that damn record today. So donate at crusadechannel.com forward slash donate like your very future depends on it, because it does, I think. And uh, hop into the uh, Crusader Stadium. Who knows? Maybe we get to triple figures here today. A lot of old chatters come back uh, just for, uh, you know, just a peek see in the chat room, crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. And then, of course, we have uh, lots of show to get to here today and lots to do. Uh, this is also, um, and uh, look, thanks to all of you guys, because you have made this eight years possible. Uh, I just wanted to say, if you're watching on video, do you see this patch? This is one of the things that uh, shows that video didn't kill the radio star. I met this lady who makes these handmade Sacred Heart of Our Lord Vonday flags. 
She and her she and her daughters, they hand sew these guys. We had five of them. We sold them all that she made for us. And someone, one of you is a listener who knows her, and you told her that I said wonderful things about her on the radio, and this showed up in the mail yesterday. She made me my very own hand sewn. De du le wa, de le wa, the uh, the Vendee uh, patch that the, the soldiers of the Vendee wore in the battle of the cigarettes. This is hand sewn. She actually made this for me. Stuck a little note into it. Never happens if we don't have a radio show here. So thanks to uh, all of you that have made that possible. Let's go to the. And this has become a tradition as well. Doug from Chicago. Calls in on all these birthday <laughs> extravagances. Oh, uh, he's in Cincinnati. Okay. Wait, do you do you set like a, a calendar reminder to remind you to, to make the call, Doug? I sure do. I put it on Veterans Day. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna. I, I was wondering. I should stop wondering. I wonder if Doug's gonna call today. <laughs> Doug calls. Uh, what? This is your seventh appearance now, or eighth? Because you called the, the first birthday. You called. The very first day, the opening hour. Mm. You you have you're just you're you're a reprise <laughs> or a reprise. Yes, yes. And before I forget, I, I know why radio is going to continue uh, for the indefinite future because radio has got electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> radio does yeah. have electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So you're in Cincinnati. You were in Chicago, weren't you? No, no, no. no. I, I'm, in, I'm in Chicago. I'm oh, in Chicago today. Oh, idea. okay. All right, all right. That's okay. Yep. So uh, how, ultimately, how did the book go? Were you satisfied with your uh, experience of being an author? Yes, m more than satisfied. Uh, very happy to have, you know, uh, sat down and typed it all out and get it in print and get it out there and have some fun with it. My expectations were modest, and they were exceeded. So, yeah, I was I was very happy with with the book. Thank you. And it's still in the Founders Trading Post. You can still get a copy of it today. Okay. No, no, yeah, very we, good. Very good. we still purchase from the uh, from the uh, from the publisher. Are you, are you going to do a follow up? Uh, no plans at present, but never say never. <laughs> so Doug has been a part of every Crusade Channel show since the uh, anniversary show and the uh, and the inaugural one since the first day. Do you remember what happened shortly after you called that first day? I do. Do you remember? You you, you may you, you may not have uh, uh, been able to listen, and I'll tell you why. Uh, but but I'll just ask. Do you remember what happened? There were there were a couple technical complications, yeah. shall we say? Yes, we went off air. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Right? We, we were we were forty five minutes in and we went off air because the people that were carrying the stream did not tell me that the stream maxed out at a certain number of listeners and we destroyed that in the first forty minutes. <laughs> so it just shuts well, down. It was, it was it was being a victim of your own success. Right? It was being a victim of our own success. Uh, it took us a couple of years to figure figure all this stuff out and uh, to to get it nailed down but uh, we certainly did well, but now you've got some wind wind in your sails and you're doing great well they say if you make it to eight years in small business then you probably will survive you've done something right so <laughs> but i don't want to quote right. those guys because they're usurers <laughs> yes that's true yeah. <laughs> but doug it's uh, hey. yes 
what remind me or us? What is the 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 guy who went on Letterman and then he he came on and I've talked about this with you maybe a couple years ago, but I forget now. It's so he had a recurring guest oh, yes. like on an anniversary of his and and what what was that one, Mike? Um, uh, this was Jay Thomas, the actor. Oh, okay. And Jay went on David Letterman every year, and they went uh, out into the, uh, the studio outside. They went outside, and he would throw the pass to Letterman, or Letterman would throw the pass to him. That was a tradition. And then they would yep. go back in the studio, and then Jay would sit down and tell the story of when he worked at WBT 1110 in Charlotte, where I worked, uh, and uh, a story with him and his buddy and the Lone Ranger, Clayton Moore. <laughs> And it's mine like a steel trap. I can't remember the details. Oh and my it's, goodness! It, but it's the funniest damn story that you that you, uh -huh. you, you ever hear because you know it's it's him and his buddy and they and they go to this remote and the loan uh, the car dealership has hired Clayton Moore, the Lone Ranger, to come and uh, be the uh, the superstar, the uh, uh, sign autographs and take pictures and what have you. And so afterwards, they get charged with the task. They have to bring the Lone Ranger to his uh, to to his. His, uh, hotel room, and he stays in costume. And so they uh, they're, they're they're on the interstate, and uh, those two had gotten stoned before they got into the car. They couldn't get stoned in front of the Lone Ranger, so the, they get in a traffic jam, and uh, um, a little incident happens. And the lady that is in um, in in front of them hits the car in front of her because it's bumper to bumper, and then in, in to try and undo what she's done, she puts puts her car in reverse and backs into their car and hits them. So everyone gets out and she starts screaming and hollering that they hit her. And, uh, and there's an altercation and Jay's going like, no, man, we didn't hit you, ma'am. Uh, you know, you backed into us. And she goes, look, you two hippie stoners. Look, I'm a fine, upstanding citizen, okay? Who are they going to believe when we call the cops? You two idiot stoners or me? And then Clayton Moore gets out of the car and stands up and goes, They'll believe they'll believe me, ma'am. Oh, as the Lone Ranger. As the Lone Ranger, Lone Ranger gets out of the car and says, "They'll believe me, ma'am." <laughs> so that's the uh, story. Uh, to, to hear Jay tell, maybe I'll play it later. To hear Jay tell it is uh, is fu it's funnier because he lived it. But that was a so, tradition. So how, so, so how do we then ch ch uh, embellish our tradition of? I called on the first day, and there were technical difficulties. How do we involve our story to to evolve into something involving the Lone Ranger or something <laughs> to make it more funny and enjoyable? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, uh, we we could kill the feed and put the Lone Ranger on. <laughs> <laughs> we could, we could. We, okay, baby, let, let's not do that. Maybe I don't know. Okay, well, we broadcast. We have we have twelve hundred episodes of the Lone Ranger. We broadcast every week uh, or most weekday nights right here on the uh -huh. Crusade Channel. Okay. So right. they, so right. so the so Lone there is Ranger, a Lone Ranger tie-in. Yeah. There is a Lone Ranger tie-in. That's right. Okay, good. <laughs> well, let's leave it there then. I think we're good with that. Well, um, we never know if we're actually going to make a, if we're actually going to, to make it to next year. But uh, God willing, if we yeah, do, uh, we shall uh, look forward to another anniversary. But don't don't be a strange stranger. You can call anytime. Of course, I, I understand, and I, I appreciate that, and I will 
yes, check in hopefully more frequently going forward. But Mike, it was uh, it's a treat to be able to to speak with you on your anniversary. Uh, as always, we wish you well. We pray for you. Thank you. And um, God, God bless. And yeah, um, hopefully, God willing, we'll chat again next year. But maybe a little bit more in the interim as well. All right, Doug. Thank you. God bless you, brother. And uh, okay. let's keep let's keep the tradition alive. We get two more years to get to you ten. Got you got it. We can get the double digits. We can do this. We can do it. We, we can. Do it. I agree. <laughs> All okay, right. Take care. Okay, that's uh, Doug Grain, who is the author of what's the, the book? Is Lives Against the Grain. Against the Grain. Uh, Twenty. Uh, there's a story for from a saint from, from each century, first through the twentieth, and you can find Doug's book in the Founders Trading Post store. He wanted. He, he was looking for a publisher, and, he, and uh, he, he sought me out, Founding Father Films Publishing, to publish it. And I said, well, you know what? Uh, let me send you to David Thomas Roberts of Defiance Press. Maybe David Thomas will uh, be interested. You can hook up with a real publisher. And he did, and they published the book, and um, he thanked me again, but he doesn't meet me, seven degrees of King Dude, he doesn't meet me, that, and that doesn't happen. And he doesn't, uh, or maybe it happens some other way, but it certainly doesn't happen. The, uh, it doesn't happen that way. In any event, 844-527-8723, our call-in line telephone number here on the 8th anniversary extravaganza of the launch of the Crusade Channel. We, again, would love for you to uh, help uh, us get to our crowdfunding goal for November by making a donation at crusadechannel.com forward slash donate. Get us uh, over to uh, into, into four digits here today. Make Maggie O'Connell very, very happy and much more relaxed here. Um, all right, the hits just keep on coming. You know him as the not deep voice announcer guy. He's all over this radio station and has been since day one. He's been all over the Mike Church show since 1999. Golly, I'm old. Jim Mosier, Hit Music Inc. We're getting old, buddy. How are you this morning, buddy? And happy birthday. <laughs> I am well. I am well. You know, did, did we ever tell the story uh, 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 of why we say Big Bear? Are you allowed to tell that story? Well, you can't say Well, you got to say it. You, gotta, you have to tell it in a family-free, in a family-friendly manner. Well, I think you should tell that. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I have to, okay. So I'm on the air in WBT 1110 in Charlotte. First of all, the first thing that you ever heard out of me that made Alan Grossman, your buddy, uh, contact me was this. Oh, no, man. I can't believe it. Pass it over here. <laughs> hey, 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 Patrick. Tell them who we are. Well, we're big right wingers and we're gun right singers and we think young ladies should wait. We talk about values and we talk about truth. $10,000 a plate, right? Okay, so that's the first thing. Okay, now, I'm going to show you how just how how amazingly talented that guy is. You heard that. Now, that was me with a bunch of crappy, awful MIDI instruments and uh, me out of key and out of tune. Jim Mosier turned that into this. Oh, no, man. I can't believe it. Pass it over here. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Oh, no, man. 
goddamn living. You know what? I got to find the uh, the other version. <laughs> there, there is an actual other version uh, of that song somewhere uh, somewhere out there. Uh, but that was the first thing that you guys that you guys ever heard. From me. Yeah. Well, you know, WBT was you know obviously they have their their history you know being around for like a hundred years and and they were kind of a very straight laced. You know, show, you know, station. And when, when you came on and I heard you, I was just like, oh my gosh, who is this character? <laughs> and of course, there was the night that you read the obituaries for three hours, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> To me, that's like the, the best, the best three hours of radio in history. Was but, the reading of the obituaries? Was the reading of the obituaries? <laughs> John Smith, 81, of Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> over and over and over and over. But Gosh, then, I, I don't even remember that yeah. bit. Oh man, that was that was well. That's because they. I, I guess that's what got you fired, right? Oh no, no, no! The old lady that called about my language is what got well, me well, fired. Well, no, I know that, but the next night you went on and read the obituaries in protest. <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant. Of course you did. You know, but then you know we, we met and we started doing some some parody songs together. And shortly after that, you know, you, you got fired, and, and you came up to me and, and told me about. Hey man, there's this thing called Sirius Radio that they're going to send a satellite up in outer space, and if we can do a show, man, we might have a chance of getting on there or something like that. And lo and behold, what what? How many years? Fourteen, fifteen? You're on there. I, I was uh, almost fourteen years, thirteen years, and some odd months. That was in. So um, uh, we went out to California in two thousand and when well, two thousand because they were going to launch the uh, Sirius satellite radio service. And of course, the, mm -hmm. the idiots at, at uh, uh, Agir, the chip manufacturer, screwed the chips up, and the radios didn't work. And so then we got mothballed, and <laughs> we got mothballed. That company went under that was going to do those, the talk radio programming. Uh, I moved back to Louisiana, went to work at Real Radio 97.9 in Lake Charles, and then uh, got my Pittman Broadcasting Christmas bonus, meaning I got fired, and uh, which <laughs> happened a lot in those days. And about that time, Sirius got the satellites up, got them launched, and said, you want to do a show with a revenue share and and, uh, and all that? And we started in March of 2003, and we're there until uh, November or late October of 2015. And that's how uh, that happened. We made, twixt me and you and Grossman, we made, if we were to count all of the bits, not just the ones that made it on to, uh, to the anthology, all right. of the bits. There was oh, there were over a hundred pieces of parody song or comedy that uh, Hit Music Inc. and uh, the Mike Churchill made, and and uh, until around the time that uh, that Alan left, and uh, things uh, it got difficult for you to to to, to do that sort of stuff because you had a music business and a studio and yeah. children to teach and a school to run, and yeah, and. 
And under Obama, and you know, and now Biden, and now I'm having to get my second job at the transgender daycare down the street. I mean, yeah, it's been rough. <laughs> people will, uh, people will know. Uh, uh, I think this one has the this. I think this one has the most amount of airplay uh, ever. <laughs> Now, people won't have a, a real appreciation for that, Jim. They don't know. Like, for example, uh, uh, when when Hit Music Inc. did a parody song, dude, you didn't. This was not a karaoke track that was made. No, no, no. This no. was. And I'm going to give the prime example. Let me play one more piece of your brilliance here. I, I, I want to play this one here for you. I played it two days ago, and it still rings true. People still laugh, and they love it. Um, if you put this, if you put the record "California Dreaming" on, and you timed it, and you and you timed the start with this song, they would they they are musically they are an identical match. Turn your turn your radios up, and pay very close attention to left channel, right channel. Simply brilliant. If you put California Dreaming on and put headphones on, you would hear that exact left. And, and Jim, you can explain that because they only had four tracks to work with and they had to figure out, well, how do we get six, uh, 10, 12 pieces on four tracks? Right. And, and, and they would have to make, they would, you know, they would cut some parts live and then do what they call bouncing, where you, you, you play that track and then you send it out to that other channel and then erase the other two so you get two more tracks. And they'd layer it, and they'd have to make decisions early on. But, yeah, you know, I, I studied all that, that as a kid. I just I would put on headphones, just like you're, you're talking about, and, and listen to this stuff and go, how was it recorded? And, 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 you know, and I just figured it out over the years. So when you would hire us to do, you know, these, these songs, it was just like, yes, all that time of sitting around when I was 10 years old finally paid off, and I got $55. <laughs> you got three hundred dollars. Stop. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. That was big money back in the day. Um, no, I. It, it's always been an honor, and I've always been excited that you, you know you gave me that outlet because you know I did stuff for WT, but you know it, it, with you it was like free for all. <laughs> you know, we whatever we wanted to, and some of the stuff that you wrote was just so funny. My favorite one was Libs on the Run. Being being such a big Paul McCartney and Beatles fan, um, and that is another one that is. Um, wait, let's let, let, let's listen to a bar. Stay, stay. If we just withdrew, the withdrawal ought to start now. If we if we if we just withdrew. If we, if we just withdrew. And the first lip said to the second lip there, we should be surrendering. If we, if we, if we just withdrew. Lives on the run. Now I believe. 
Now that's Jim Osher singing that song. Now you were one of the biggest Beatle fans in the history of Beatle fans, but you listen to that track. That track is identical to what McCartney and Wings recorded in 1972. Yeah, I, I, you know, I slave. I mean, literally, I, uh, not joking. I, I slaved over that. You know, I created all the brass parts on my keyboard. You know, did, did that. And of course, Alan played guitar, acoustic guitar on it, and I did drums and bass. You know, we just we really. Nailed it, and, and even the mix. You listen to the mix, and, and I mimicked what's on the album. You know, I, that's that's. I'm very very proud of that. That one and work like a Mexican. <laughs> well, and, I, and now uh, it, it, work like a Mexican has become popular again because uh, obviously we have the, the uh, we don't have a southern border anymore. So, so yeah, and, and we just we could we could just spend this all day long. play this song often uh, you know you listen to that music track and you and you may not have thought this folks but those four chicks the bangles they actually played those instruments that is a complicated little piece of music there yeah 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 and and of course i my i i love the taco bell bell we threw in there Oh, Many people's favorite is, uh, and I always, I, I think it, it, it's my favorite, is the Killery song, which never goes old with, uh, with She's So Vain. Oh! <laughs> I love that one. Um, and again, this, the, the, if you put Carly Simon on and you listen to that track, you listen to that record, and then you put You're So Vain on, uh, which we we didn't even have to change the the the, the didn't have to change no. the chorus, and you and you yeah. put your uh, our version of Your So Vain on, you would <laughs> you would go like, how did those guys do that? And I think that's the thing that, that separates uh, what the Mike Church Show Band did all those years and so many. I mean, look, the guys at um, uh, the uh, the Babylon B guys, they do hysterical parodies. I mean. They're very funny, but they're just, they're, they're not musical treasures like the Mike Churchill bands are. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and, and did, didn't Ashley Farmer sing that one? She did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I've, I've built up these musicians and people that I can, you know, turn to for, for guest, guest star singers, you know, throughout the years and uh, with, with, with the Mike Church Show band. And, and, you know, we were just really able to just hit all this stuff on the head and, of course, once again, you gave us this platform to do this, and you would write these really brilliant, funny lyrics <laughs> all the time. Well, now, now, but before, uh, and you hear Jim does the station liners now for the podcasts and and most of the shows. Um, you're talking to what's that? I said, you're listening to the Mike Church Show. <laughs> you're listening to a major recording artist talent because before he, he uh, got into business for himself at, with Hit Music Studios, uh, Jim was recruited by a, a record company, and uh, you made at least one album called Monument back in the day. Yep. Um, and people don't know this, but I have used this song 
this uh, this uh, it's not a song. Uh, this comp- composition here, I, I've used this as an intro and an outro for so many events. I can't I can't tell you, but you also hear it as the theme music. And the fame of our fathers, and then in the spirit of 76. This is just sheer musical, this is just brilliance here. And Jim, when you, when, when, when the opening scene of the, the, cre- uh, the credits to the spirit of 76 role, and you're watching the film version. The song screams, these guys are writing a constitution in 1776. Yeah. So that was, if you've ever wondered where I got that track from, well, this guy on the phone wrote that and then composed it uh, all by himself. It's been quite a tandem, you and I. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. We did, did those, you know, that movie, you know, Road to Independence, you know, that, that Still to this day, man, that, that, you know, I've got the poster hanging in the studio, and, and that <laughs> took two years out of my life, and I lost 30 pounds. And, and <laughs> I mean, that, that was really a, a masterpiece struggle for, for both of us, you know. Um, and <laughs> to this day, my son, if, if we're at Thanksgiving dinner and somebody serves apple pie, he looks at me and says, apple pie. <laughs> I do remember that Thomas Paine. Yeah, Thomas Paine. Yes. Apple pie. He, you know, he went to bed. He would watch that thing over and over every night to go to sleep. You know, with when he was a kid, and get, you know, so. Uh, you, stuff, you, know, you also wrote the theme song for Last Confession of Sherlock Holmes. 